Hey there, guys, and welcome to the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries. And we are very grateful that you are giving us some of your time to listen in. So we're going to jump right into the content for this message for this episode. And so uh, we are kicking off a new series called TikTok. And just to clarify, no, we are not spending every Wednesday night watching different TikTok videos, but instead what we're going to be talking about over these next four weeks is how we can endure or how we can make it through seasons of waiting. Um, As we're waiting on God's timing, as we're waiting on Him to do things in our lives, how can we get through that? And so we just had an incredible weekend, an incredible D-Now weekend, and the theme has been Here I Am, or the theme was Here I Am, Send Me, which you can find that in Isaiah chapter 6 where God asked Isaiah, he says, who who will go for us? Who can we send? And Isaiah says, here I am, send me. So the, 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 the timing of this series is, is pretty amazing because what, what we know is that uh, even if we're on fire for God, even if we are on fire, ready to go wherever he may send us, there may be times where he doesn't send us right away. There may be times where we are waiting for God to give us the, the command to go, or we're waiting on God to do something in our lives or through our lives. And so we're waiting on God to do something for us. So what we know is that waiting is a part of any Christian life. If you're listening to this and you are a believer, you are someone who follows Jesus, waiting is part of your story. And so how can we get through that? What can we do to actively wait as opposed to just sitting back and waiting on God to do what He's going to do. Well, over this series, over the next four weeks, we're going to meet six different people, and we're going to see what we can learn from them when it comes to actively waiting on God. So tonight we're going to meet the the, the first two people uh, who came face-to-face with having to wait on Jesus. They came face-to-face with having to wait on Jesus. And what we're going to see through their stories is why we can wait. And, and, it, and we're going to see why we can trust Jesus, because if we know our why, if we know the reason behind why we do the things that we do, it gives us an anchor. It gives us uh, something to hold on to while we're waiting. So tonight we're going to see why we can wait, why we can get through waiting on God's timing. So at this point, I want to invite our, our Bible crew uh, to pass out Bibles. And, and if, you're, if you're checking this out on our podcast channel, um, I want to invite you to find your own Bible. Find your own uh, Word of God so that you can experience His Word just as much as anyone uh, that is here in person or, or catching this online. So uh, tonight we're going to be in Luke chapter 8. We're going to spend some time in Luke chapter 8. And in this chapter, we're going to meet uh, these two people that I just mentioned uh, who, who came face to face with waiting. They were caught in the middle of waiting on Jesus. And so uh, you can find their full stories, both their stories in verses 40 through 56. But because of uh, timing, I'm not going to go into their, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to read all uh, 16 verses. So I want to encourage you to go back on your own time and read through their whole stories. Uh, but what I want to do is I just want to give you some, some some key moments, some key things uh, about these two individuals so that we can understand more of what's going on here. And so let me introduce you to the very first person that we're going to meet uh, tonight and the very first person that we're going to meet in the series. And, we're, and he goes by the name of Jairus. And I hope I'm saying that right, but he goes by the name of Jairus. And so a few things that you need to know about Jairus is, one, he had influence. If you look at what he did, if if you look at his at his profession, 
you saw that he was a synagogue ruler. Now, what you have to know about that is that the synagogue rulers, they were voted on by the people. So he had so much influence. He had enough influence to put him in that position. So uh, when he walked down the street or he walked through the town, when people saw him, they knew who he was. He had influence. People uh, could could point him out. People might, might have even stopped him along the way because he had influence. That's the first thing, that Jairus had influence. But the second thing is this, that he had desperation. So just as much that he, just as much as he had influence, he had desperation. And we see that in a story because uh, what you'll read if you read on your own is that he has a daughter who is dying. She is actively dying and he is hoping that Jesus can come uh, and heal her. So he, Jairus, sends one of his servants, or he, and no, actually, Jairus leaves his dying daughter's bed to go find Jesus. So he uh, leaves his dying daughter in the hands of a servant, and he goes and finds Jesus. Now, I can't imagine being a parent. I can't imagine if if, if, if I see that my daughter, if I see that Emberlyn is sick or she's going through something, I'm not going to leave her side. If she has a cold, you better believe I'm not leaving her. But Jairus, he, is, he, he has so much desperation that he leaves his daughter's bed, uh, probably knowing that at any moment she could uh, pass and he could be away. So he had desperation. So just, just as much influence that he, that he had, he also had desperation. But while in his waiting, if you, if again, if you read his full story, while in the waiting, while he's waiting on Jesus to come, because he he finds Jesus and he can, he he convinces Jesus to come to his house and to heal his daughter. But along the way, Jesus gets caught up. He gets caught by the crowd into something else. So so Jairus not only has been waiting for Jesus to come to his house, but he also is now waiting for Jairus, or he's now waiting for Jesus to get through the crowd. And so in that whole process, in the waiting. His daughter passed away. And if you read a story, uh, his one of his servants comes and finds him, finds Jairus and says, Hey, listen, don't worry about bothering Jesus anymore because your daughter's gone. She's dead. She passed away. So don't worry about bothering him anymore. And so he had influence. He had desperation. And in his waiting, his daughter passed away. Now let me introduce you really briefly to the second person. Now we don't know her name, but we know her as the bleeding woman. Again, we don't know her name. But we know her as the bleeding woman. So a few things that you need to know about her uh, to understand her her story in this full context is this: that one, she had no influence. So comparing her to Jairus, she had no influence. And part of that was because cultural norms um, at that time it, it made her isolated. They believed that if you had a significant illness, if you had really anything wrong with you, uh, that you were untouchable. You were someone who who had to live in isolation. So, so she had no influence. So when she walked down the street, people didn't know who she was. People couldn't identify her. People probably actually moved away from her. And so she had no influence whatsoever. But the second thing is that she also had desperation. She also had desperation because if you if, if you read her story in the book of Mark, because the really cool thing about the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is that they all tell the same, they all tell the same story, but from different perspectives they're all written just a little bit differently and so if you read her story in mark you see that she uh up to this point she has spent an unknown amount of money and it's been a lot of money but not only has she spent an an unknown amount of money she's also spent so much time with doctors trying to figure out how can i get rid of this because you have to notice that she has been carrying this disease for 12 years whatever was going on she has she um, has had this for for 12 years and I can't imagine, like I, you know, I, 
I, I get fussy about a paper cut. Uh, and so that lasts for the pain of that lasts for a few seconds, maybe, uh, maybe a minute at most. And so I can't imagine having a sickness, having something going on for 12 years. And so while in her waiting, while she's waiting on Jesus, she's waiting. Because uh, I have to imagine she probably heard that he was coming into town. He or she heard that he was going to be in her area. So she uh, sees that she knows that. And uh, in her waiting, while she's waiting for that moment, she saw no success. Because again, she's had this disease for 12 years. She's been carrying this for 12 years and no doctors, no medicines, no uh, rituals, nothing could heal her of this. And so while in her waiting, she saw no success. And we can look at these two stories and we can get uh, caught up in these um, different uh, moments, different details, and, and just think, wow, how... Um, how 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 difficult must it have been to wait on Jesus? Well, there's there's two things that I want us to see from these two individuals. There's two things that I want us to learn from the stories. And the first one is this, that desperation leads to drastic decisions. Again, when we're in a state of desperation, it leads to drastic decisions. Go back to those stories. Look at look at Jairus. He left his dying daughter. Because he was desperate. He was so desperate for the uh, physical healing that Jesus could provide his daughter. He left her dying bed to go find him. So he was so desperate that he left her dying bed. And for the bleeding woman, her desperation, you see that uh, in the amount of money and the time she spent. Because you have to imagine, or I, I, I have to imagine that if, if, if I was seeing no success for 12 years you better believe that i would not have spent money or time over a span of 12 years to find a a solution to it if there if i saw no success i would leave it and i would just kind of live with it i think uh, but she was so desperate for healing that she spent a lot of money and time trying to find uh, anything that would work so not only do we see that drastic decisions lead to drastic or desperation leads to drastic decisions we also see where their desperation led led them because for both individuals, for both Jairus and the bleeding woman, their desperation led them to the same place. It led them to the same person. And so desperation led them to Jesus. Let me ask you a question as you're listening to this. When you're in a state of desperation, when you when you find yourself just desperate, where does that lead you? For some people desperation leads them to buying or getting more stuff they think that if i if 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 i can just get one more thing or have one more uh substantial thing then i will uh see myself move out of this state of desperation for some people uh they they try to surround themselves with more people they think that if, if 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 i'm feeling desperate if i can surround myself with enough people that will uh laugh at my jokes notice me uh, just just give me the affirmation that I need, then man, I will, I will be in, in, a, in, a, in a much better place. So again, where does your desperation lead you? When you're, when you're having those moments and it's just you and yourself and nobody else is there and the voice of desperation is as loud as it ever has been, it's as clear as it ever has been, where does that lead you? Again, we've seen these two people led them to Jesus. And I can tell you, and I've and I've I've said this plenty of times in, in in past messages, but the best thing that you can do for yourself is go to Jesus. 
the best thing that you can do with whatever you have, whatever stuff you carry, whatever things you go through, whatever storms you have to go through, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to bring it all to Jesus. And the same thing applies for other people around you. That the people in your life, the best thing you can do for them is to bring them to Jesus. To bring them to the one who can provide what they need. So when you experience desperation, where does that lead you? What does it, what, where does that push you to? What does that draw you to? How do you try to manage that desperation? How do you try to get uh, above that desperation? For them, it was Jesus. And again, that's the best thing you can do for yourself and for others. So looking at their story, what does this mean for all of us? What, what can we take away from this uh, for, for our lives today? Well, it's very simple. And it's this right here, that Jesus will meet our need according to his timing. If you look into the story again for Jairus, his daughter passed away. And, and when Jesus got to Jairus' house, because even though the daughter passed away, Jesus still went to his house. When you see Jesus getting there, uh, you you see the, the, the people saying, Jesus, like, don't worry. Uh, you know, he... he uh, don't worry, like she's dead. Like there, there's, there's nothing you can do. Um, but before we talk about him, let me go back to the bleeding woman because we see in verse forty-seven through forty-eight. So I want to uh, pay some, some, some time to verses forty-seven through forty-eight because in these verses we see Jesus meeting the need of the woman. So look at verse forty-seven through 48 with me it says then the woman seeing that she could not go unnoticed so again she tried to hide when uh when she touched the 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 cloak of jesus when she touched just the hem of his cloak she was instantly healed and jesus knew that and so then the woman seeing that she could not go unnoticed came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed verse 48 Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So this woman thinking that she's going to be rebuked and ostracized and and just put out even more than she already has been. Jesus says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So in that moment, Jesus met her need. Exactly what she needed, he met it. And then go down to verse 52 because again, we and and now we're going to come back to Jairus because uh, at this point, well, let, let, let me just read the verse to you. So verses 51 through 55. It says that when he arrived at the house of Jairus, talking about Jesus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead but asleep. Verse 53, they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. So these people are saying, Hey, Jesus, she is dead. That's it. The story's over. And they're laughing at him, saying, uh, Jesus, I don't know what you're going to do. But Jesus says, No, she's not dead. She's just, she's just sleeping. Like that's all she, She's just sleeping. That's all she's doing. And so in that moment, Right before Jesus performed that healing, right before Jesus gave Jairus' daughter the healing that he wanted for her, 
I have to imagine he felt like it was hopeless. He he must have thought, she's gone, so what else can he possibly do? And we see that Jesus provides his need. Jesus provided his need according to his timing. According to his timing. So here's my challenge for you. Whatever need you have, whatever you're waiting for, for God to do, whether it be to, to, to create an opportunity or to... Uh, close some doors, open some doors. Maybe you're waiting, waiting for him to do something in you. Whatever it is, here's what I want to challenge you with. Practice patience in that. Because we see, or we've, we've seen from these two stories, that if we just allow God to, to, to work on his timetable, he'll provide what we need. So I don't know what your need is, but Jesus does. And I want to encourage you to practice patience, even when it's difficult. Practice patience. And we can do that because we know that Jesus will meet our need every single time. So whatever your need is, I want to challenge you to practice patience. Before you go, can I pray, can I, can I pray for you? Can I pray for us here? So I want, to, I want to ask you to join me in prayer. God, thank you so much for this moment to just dive into your word. I pray for every person listening to this. God, I pray that you would just... Uh, make yourself known in their lives. God, I pray that whatever their need is, whatever they are waiting on you for, God, give them patience. Uh, give them opportunities to practice patience, to, to trust you, to give you space to do what only you can do. We know that you will provide every single time. We know that you will provide what we need. And so I pray that we trust that, that we trust you in the process and that we and that we not just sit back and wait, but that we are actively uh, waiting. We're actively pursuing ways to to not just be lazy and wait, but to but to actively wait for you to actively uh, seek your timing and whatever we have going on. We love you. We are so grateful for your son Jesus, because it's all about it's 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 all because of what he did for us that we can even have uh, hope in the darkness. It's, it's it's only because of him that we can have hope and whatever we go through so i pray right now if there is anyone listening to this that does not know you personally they've never given their life to you god i pray right now that you would stir in their heart stir in their spirit a desire to come to you maybe it's them asking questions with someone they trust maybe it's them reaching out to us here at um, impact student ministries whatever it looks like god bring them to you if you if you know that they need a savior they need you they need you to do what only you can do god lead them in their heart to you right now We love you. We are grateful for all that you do. And we just give you all praise and glory. It's in your great name that we pray. Amen. So listen, hey, catch us back here next week for the second week of this series. It's going to be a good one. So um, thank you for listening, and we will uh, see you guys next week.